Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. Today I want to talk about, are we going to fish or cut bait? I grew up in Kentucky, which is part of the South. And people where I'm from are sometimes known for their colorful expressions. Stuff like, are we going to fish or cut bait? Now, most of y'all know what that's about. But I'll explain anyway, because we do have listeners from all over, including European countries like France and Germany, Denmark, Netherlands, etc., and also from places like Canada, Australia, India, and even Pakistan. The expression comes from catfishing. Catfish are a prevalent species in the American South, and you can only catch them with fresh bait. No lures, fishing flies, anything like that. Catfish like meat, pure and simple. So when you go catfishing... You bring along something like liver, because it's stinky and gooey and bloody. And stinky and gooey and bloody is what turns catfish on. But liver is also tough. So when you first get to the riverbank, you need to take a little extra time to cut the bait into small chunks that will fit onto fish hooks. Am I grossing any of y'all out? It's okay. I know you can take it, because you're tough also, right? Anyway... All this preparation can take time, and sometimes you can get so caught up in the preparation that you have to stop and say to yourself, okay, enough is enough. We're here to fish, not cut bait. Let's get our lines in the water. Because the baits in the water are the baits that catch the fish. Now, way back in 1991, I did a missions outreach in Estonia. Many of y'all remember that this was the year that Estonia seceded from the Soviet Union. And because of this, They were now a free country, and because of that, Christians could practice their faith freely there, even preach on the street corners if they wanted to. And I wanted to. I wanted to share the gospel publicly in Estonia, even if it was outdoors downtown. So the ministry that brought me up there set it up that way. If I remember correctly, there was a public space in the capital city of Tallinn, So they set us up to speak from a platform there, right in the middle of town. They brought singers, a praise group, and they were wonderful. As soon as they started singing, a crowd began to gather. And it grew. I watched and listened to the singers for a while, getting myself ready. But honestly, I was beginning to feel a little intimidated about preaching to these people. See, all the mission trips I'd done before had been to places with people and cultures that were much different than mine. And I'd grown comfortable with that. I'd been to the Philippines, which was Asian, Amazonia, which was South American, and where we'd gone, primitive, and other places. But these people, the Estonians, they were different. They were just like us Americans. They looked, acted, and thought like us. And somehow or other, that made me feel shy. Maybe it goes back to high school or something. But I just didn't want to embarrass myself by preaching in a city park in front of them. In the States, street preachers were considered kind of fanatical and uncool, you know. And I didn't want to be uncool or look like a weirdo. Don't judge me. We all want to be cool, right? So even though the singers had been up there on the platform sounding great, They'd been going for a long time and were probably running out of songs. But me? I just wasn't ready to face this. So I kept preparing. I say that with quotes. I was procrastinating, really. Really, just doing nothing. And then the Russian soldiers showed up. Seriously, right? 
They were just out in the crowd, not being aggressive or anything, but they looked even more intimidating to me than the Estonians. I mean, they had those uniforms and flat hats, like in the James Bond movies, you know? Creepy. Scary. So now I really wanted to slow things down. I'm especially embarrassed to tell you this next part, but I even prayed, Lord, if there's any way you can get me out of this, I'll be okay with that. But then I couldn't help but think that Jesus was up there looking down on me saying, Seriously, David, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. Get real. You're not being crucified here. And I thought, maybe it's time I got over myself and did what I came here to do. And I also thought, and I'm sure it was a thought from the Lord, what am I doing here? Are we going to fish or cut bait? And somehow that phrase from my Kentucky childhood gave me courage. Yeah, right. Are we going to fish or cut bait? So I turned to the minister who'd set me up to speak there and who was probably wondering why I was putting things off the way I was. Hey, are we going to fish or cut bait? Get me up there. Let's do this. And we did. And it was great. A great meeting with great results. But I'm sharing all that to say this. Sometimes we know what God wants us to do, but we put it off because we're really just scared to do it or afraid we'll miss it or do it wrong. So we just prepare more or pray more or whatever, but all we're really doing is cutting bait instead of fishing. Jesus was a man of action. The Father said it and he did it. His apostles were the same way. Peter, for instance, a Roman centurion, a Gentile, asked him to come share the gospel with him. You didn't do that. Jews didn't associate with Gentiles, especially Roman military people. See, the Jewish nation had a long history of isolation from other nations. It went all the way back to their flight from Egypt to clearing out the land of Canaan, being told by God to remove all the nations that lived there. And then the Romans had come in and conquered them. So, yeah, the Romans were not their friends. But Peter, God had told him to do it. So he just got up and immediately did it. And hey, he got called on the carpet down there in Jerusalem later for doing it. But be that as it may, his immediate obedience that day opened the doorway for all of us Gentiles to enter the kingdom of God. Paul was the same. When he first started out preaching, he and Barnabas preached in various places, but only in the synagogues, doing what was expected and normal, until he preached in Antioch and they hated him. So he told them, Okay, enough of this. You don't want Jesus? I'll take him to the Gentiles. And he did. No big planning session. They didn't lay out a bunch of maps or study about how they might increase their appeal in the Greek culture. Paul just went out to the next town and preached to the Greek people. And amazingly, they loved it. And think about it. All of those books he wrote, Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, etc., they're all named after Greek cities because that's where he preached and taught for the rest of his ministry. And an interesting thing about Paul is that when you study his missionary journeys, tracing a line through the places he preached, You'll notice that when he was done in one town, he'd just go to the next one over. He didn't do a strategic study to figure out which place or places might or might not be more open to his message or anything like that. 
When he was done in one town, he just went to the next one, just because it was there. No special leading. Because with Paul, it wasn't about cutting bait, it was about fishing. Fishing for men. Listen, I know it's good to plan, and it's good to pray and to strategize, but we can go overboard with that too. We can get caught up in the paralysis of analysis. Believe me, I've learned from experience and the Bible that no amount of strategizing can take the place of action. Yes, planning is wise, and the Word says so, but the Bible also teaches us that action produces miracles. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, and so forth. Read the Gospel of Mark. It's full of this stuff. So what I want to do today is encourage you to do something. Now, you may be saying, yeah, yeah, but even though I've prayed, I'm not sure what God wants me to do next. And to that I answer, just do something. Hey, you can only steer a car when it's moving. And I guarantee that if you get moving, God will guide you. But it's like Joyce Meyer says, sometimes you've got to step out to find out. So step out. Don't be so scared of missing it or getting it wrong. God will be there to help you and to guide you. So allow me today to leave you with this rhetorical question. Are we going to fish or cut bait? We're going to fish, right? Yes, we are. So let's get out there and take some action and expect his help and guidance. And also expect miracles, because they're going to come. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We work to take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you partner with us in this task. Offerings can be made online at davidstermanministries.org. Thanks so much. I hope you have the best day ever and up day all the way.